Amen, amen. We come to the point of our service to receive the message today. If you open up your programs, you'll notice in the right-hand side there are some fill-in-the-blanks. The answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen during my sermon today. You'll notice in the front of your program, you, we are continuing on with a Latin spiritual growth campaign study titled Jesus Among Secular Gods by Ravi Zacharias and Vince Vitale. In the past few weeks, we've uh, shared several topics, including atheism and scientism, pluralism, uh, relativism, humanism. Today, we get a chance to hear a little about hedonism. And uh, again, some of the things that we have to prepare ourselves in order to defend the faith. I am going to invite you to please open up your Bibles to the letter of Philippians chapter 4. I'll be reading from verses 4 through 13. For those of you who are utilizing your devices, you can go on Version app. You can go into events and select New Hanover UMC for the study notes as well as the scripture references. I'll be reading from the NLT version, so your Bible may be a little different, but I pray you follow along. The words say this, beginning on verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Okay, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Let me pause for a word of prayer. We thank you, God, that you allow us to be in this time of our service to receive of your word. Let our ears be attentive and your spirit be moving in our lives that we can uh, hear what it is that you want to put in our lives and as our minds and in our hearts to start applying it, Lord. That way it could be practical and uh, relative enough that we can go out there and share your word and share the hope that's out there being hands and feet of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today's uh, topic, as I shared earlier, is that it's hedonism. What is hedonism? Hedonism is more the, uh, the view of life is all about happiness or pleasure. Again, it's all about you know, happiness, the life of happiness or pleasure. Think about it. You probably heard people saying, if it feels good, go ahead and do it. Well, part of that is uh, there's, there's troubles in that. Is that, you know, dealing with alcoholism or or drug addictions, it plays into that. Um, If it feels good, go ahead and do it. If you live a life of pleasure, dealing with a loss or death or et cetera, uh, it's going to come your way, but hedonism is not going to help you. 
If you put your happiness in material objects, they are going to let you down. Hedonism may lead to an emptiness, and you can never fill it eternally. Ravi Zacharias and Vince Vitale wrote, because the human heart has a way of corrupting legitimate pleasures into illegitimate pursuits, it is critical to understand how to handle pleasure from a biblical perspective. And so today, in your sermon notes, there are going to be two, uh, three topics we want to share with you. The first one is, only temporary pleasure is found in this world. Only temporary pleasure is found in this world. You see, what happens is God is pro-pleasure. He wants us to enjoy and, and, and the, the creation. He wants us to enjoy the sunrise and the sunset. He wants us to enjoy the swimming pools. He wants us to enjoy the sporting events. He wants us to enjoy. That's what God is pro-pleasure. However, we have to be careful that we don't overdo it with pleasure. Solomon in the Old Testament, he had all this world can offer, feasting and money and, and fame and power and security and wisdom. But yet here is what he concluded after fully enjoying the, these earthly delights. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, the Bible say this, anything I wanted I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worth, worthwhile anywhere. Again, this is Solomon who had and was able to enjoy so many things. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 16 through 17, the Bible says, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Again, part of that is that uh, what is going to provide you with the pleasures, what's going to provide you with happiness is not necessarily, you know, when we look at the ways that we live our lives, we have our ups and downs. But because we're basing on our emotions of that very moment of what took place, and so we seek it. To, to, to have pleasure in our lives, we seek it, but then when things are no longer there, how are we responding? In this week's uh, video, uh, Ravi Zacharias tells us that happiness is a very fluctuating and fleeting thing. Joy is a more steady state of mind, a deep-seated sense of contentment, uh, contentment and fulfillment. That's where Paul was uh, beginning when I, when I read the first scripture reference in Philippians 4.4. 4. Paul was saying this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Why? Because happiness is, a, is temporary, but spiritual joy is not. Joy is not based on what or, or, or how much you ate this morning or what car you drive or how big your car is. 
We sometimes forget that Paul was in prison. He was beaten. And in the midst of all what he was going through, he would find a way to sing hymns of praise and write letters of encouragement to others. And here we have the privilege of reading such letter. Here in that verses 11 through 13, he says that I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. See, Paul learned how to be content with what he had. Can we say the same thing? The second point I want to share with you, pleasure can be an idol that diminishes our relationship with God, derails our lives, and distracts from God's purposes. As I mentioned before, God is not against pleasure, but we must be careful that we do not make pleasure our God. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19 it says, you are, a, you are a slave to whatever controls you. So be careful that it is not pleasure that is controlling you. Your pursuit of happiness is not controlling you. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. You probably heard the quote that says, feed something and it will grow. Starve something and it will die. You see, pleasure must be handled in moderation, and the temptation to abuse it must be mastered. To avoid hedonism creeping in and taking control of your life, you must be intentional about fighting it off. In 1 Peter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, Stay alert, for our adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We must stay alert. We must master it. The misuse of pleasure has a negative impact on our lives and in the lives around us. When pleasure controls your life, there's a sense that there's never enough. The abuse of pleasure in this life can be avoided by storing what is good and noble and holy and worthwhile and righteous in our hearts. Paul was saying here in verse 8, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Because hedonism is an affliction of the heart that requires a supernatural remedy. My last point I want to share with you here is that eternal and ultimately fulfilling pleasure is found in a relationship with God. We can find balance in enjoying pleasures. Enjoying legitimate pleasures within God's reasonable limits 
is a matter of wisdom and self-discipline and at times is supernatural assistance by the Holy Spirit. When Paul is saying in these verses uh, 6 through 7, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can ever understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, we must put our effort and time in building our relationship with God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through the precious Holy Spirit. Jesus calls his followers uh, to super, uh, uh, super, excuse me, Jesus calls his followers to sacrificial love rather than the evasion of pain or the exhausting pursuit of pleasure or the exhausting pursuit of happiness. If you live a life seeking nothing more than pleasure, then when pain and suffering and loss and death come your way, you will be defenseless. Hedonism will fail you because if that's all that you're going through, that's all that you're seeking is in, in life is all about happiness or in pleasure, hedonism will fail you, but God will not. The last scripture reference I have for you here is found in Revelation, chapter 21, verses 3 to 4. The Bible says this, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. See, when hedonism fails, God won't. So any time that you're dealing with pain or loss, when you're dealing with the tears in your eyes, knowing that God is in control, God has the final word, has a final say in our lives. But we must be able to uh, forget about the pleasures that we're trying to, to do. And although that God wants us to experience pleasure, make sure, again, that you don't make pleasure your God. God wants all of your attention. He wants you to experience life. He wants you to live it and live it abundantly to enjoy what he has already provided for you. When Paul is saying, oh, pray about everything and give him thanks for all that he has done.